good to be in God's house tonight. I, I thank the Lord for how good He's been to us. Uh, I want to thank you for being so faithful. Um, you know, uh, sometimes revivals and meetings will wear you down, and sometimes people get tired. But you know what? I think I, I appreciate you coming. I tell you, I've, I've had a good time this week. It's been a, such a blessing to me, and uh, I tell you, it's a, it's been a t- it's been a touch of revival for me. You know, uh, a lot of things happen, and uh, a lot of times people think that it only works one way, but it works both ways. Iron, iron, iron on iron. You know, uh, iron sharpens iron, and and uh, I, I thank God for that. But I will tell you, this a lot of this came about because you prayed. Uh, a man can come preach. But unless the field's been worked at and the people's been praying, I uh, thank God for Brother Josh. He taught me it's been five, six months ago probably, I guess. And, uh, and it's been a lot of prayer, and there's a lot, it's a lot done, and, and you guys have been faithful to that. And I pray that God will continue to bless you. I pray that God will... Uh, I pray I'm going to hear some good news from a far country. And I pray that God will do that. But it's been a blessing to be here. I want to thank you for all you've done for us, how good you've been to us. And it's just a great blessing to be here. I'm anxious to see what the Lord's going to do for us tonight. Uh, put a message on my heart, and I'm just going to preach what God would do and have me on my heart. But some of them would ask me if I'd sing again. I'm going to try to remember a song. I don't, I, I'm a man of very few songs. Sometimes I'll be preaching a song come to my heart, and I've never sung it before. I just go ahead and sing it. And uh, But there's a song it's, it's, I've sung for many years, and uh, it's always been a blessing to me if I can remember the words of it. I'm going to try to, uh, to sing that for you because some have asked tonight. A loved one knew he'd reached the end of life's journey, but he'd been holding to God's hand a long, long time. And as I knelt beside his bed, my heart was thrilled. At what he said, if I go or if I stay, the victory is mine. I'm a winner either way. If I go or if I stay, for I'll still have my Jesus each passing day. I'll have my healing. Ling here below, or life forever, if I go. Oh, praise the Lord, I'm a winner either way. Listen this, church. None of us really know about tomorrow. We must prepare to go to heaven any day. But while we're here, let's trust the Lord. He'll lead us safe to our reward. And by His grace, we'll be a winner either way. I'm a winner either way. If I go or if I stay, for I'll still have my Jesus each passing day. I'll have my healing here below or life forever 
If I go, oh, praise the Lord, I'm a winner either way. You know, we win either way. No matter what happens to us, no matter what we go through, we win. God's people always win. The devil will never defeat us. He can't, not because of who we are, but because of who my Savior is. Can't do it. I tell you, it's good to be here tonight. It's good to feel the Holy Ghost tonight. And uh, I tell you, the Lord's put a, put a message on my heart. I, I, I love you. I thank you. I feel like I'm home here. And uh, there's a lot of people praying for us all over the place tonight. And I, uh, as I left last night, I was going home, and I woke up, and the Lord had put a message on my heart. Um, some the Lord showed me months ago, and uh, I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you would, to the Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon, chapter 8. Song of Solomon, chapter 8, and I'm just going to read it. I know I've been reading a lot of Scripture tonight. It's uh, going to be a little different. Song of Solomon chapter 8, I'm just going to read the first half of one verse. And then I just want to preach what God's put on my heart tonight. Solomon chapter, Song of Solomon chapter 8, beginning, I'm just going to read the first sentence of verse 5. The Song of Solomon chapter 8, the very first sentence of verse 5. If you found your place, if you'd stand in honor and reverence of God's Word, if you're willing and able to do that. And here's what the Lord has put upon my heart tonight. There's a question here. There's a question. And the Word of God says, Who is this that cometh up from the wilderness, leaning upon her beloved? That's what God's put on my heart tonight. Who is this that cometh up out of the wilderness leaning on her beloved? Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I, Lord, I thank you for your word. Father, I thank you for every sentence that's in your word. Oh, Father God, I pray through the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that we would see what you'd have us to see in this tonight. Father, it's a question, Father, and Lord, there's an answer to this question. Father, I pray through the Holy Spirit, God, that you would just help us tonight to do your will. Father, we know, Father, that we can never preach the way that you'd probably always want us to. Father, we always realize, Father, there's so much more than we could ever see. But, Father, I thank you tonight for what you have showed us. Father, I thank you tonight for what you're going to show us. And, Father, I pray, God, that the Holy Spirit would bear witness in this place. And, Father, at the end of this, we're going to find out who this is, where they come from, and, Father, who they're with. Father, I thank you tonight for your word. Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that I feel in my heart. Father, I pray, God, tonight, Lord, that I'd preach and say everything, Lord, that you'd have me to say, but, Lord, I'd preach no more than what you'd have me to say. But, Father, tonight, Lord, what my heart's desire is and what I feel like you'd have me to do through the power of the Holy Spirit, Father, that I would just brag on you. Lord, I'd brag you up. Lord, I'd lift you high. Father, you'd be exalted and you'd be glorified tonight. And, Father, when we leave this place, Father, we'd be glad to know you as our Savior. Father, we'd be glad to know you where we're going. And, Father, we'll be glad to know that you're with us to the very end. And, Lord, we ask you to do this. And, Lord, you're the only one that can do this. In Jesus' precious name, I beg, Lord, tonight and ask. 
Amen. You may be seated. Back of this, about a year ago, I was reading and reading something in this. Uh, I, I read this verse, and, it, and sometimes I'll be reading God's word, and it'll just something will just stick out. I thought, Lord, I ain't never really noticed that verse. I I never even thought much about that verse, and for some reason, God said the Holy Spirit was just sitting there. I was reading, and He goes, "Yeah, there's something in that verse." And I I'm bad. I've got if you'd see my office or my desk, it ain't really an office. It's a junk hole, really. But it's a, there's a desk there, and I've got all kinds of... I've had three or four preachers leave me their libraries, and what a blessing. All of them's been all of them's with the Lord, and, and, and what a blessing it is. I mean, it's good stuff. It ain't none of this modern crazy stuff. It's doctrinally sound, theologically correct. It's stuff I can anchor in. And I, I'm, I'll read things, and I'll be studying, and I'll be looking. I've got all these bookshelves and stuff around. And, and I was reading God's Word, and it just jumped out at me. And I wrote, and I'm bad, I write stuff on a sticky note. Don't mean nothing to nobody but me. And it may sit there for a year. It may just sit there, and I'll look at it, and I'll think, ain't nothing in it, but the Lord will say, hey, you need to leave it there. It's kind of like a seed in the garden. All of a sudden, it'll start coming up. And this is one of those things. Who is this that cometh up from the wilderness, leaning upon her beloved? As we get closer to the Lord's return, we're, we're seeing a turning away from God's Word. We're seeing a, a way that, 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 that the age of apostasy, is, as, as we've been, we know that's coming, that, that this would fall away and there'd be a falling away of all this and God's people. And there's lots of false teaching. There's, there's a famine coming, not a famine maybe of food, or maybe it does, but a famine of the Word of God. That's, that's coming, and we see that, and it's coming pestilence, war, apostasy, all these things. And Jesus said these things must be. But for God's people, our goal, listen, I want you to know something tonight. Our goal is inside. This may be the last revival. This may be the last time we meet on this side. If we just meet on this side, I tell you, what, if tomorrow God comes gets us, I'll just see you on the other side. But right now, we don't know when that time's going to be. We don't know how it's going to be. But we know where we're going. We know where we're heading, and we know who we're going with. And so these things, Jesus said, these things must be. Don't get scared. Don't get fearful. Don't fret. He said these things had to be this way. And God's people's going to make it. We, we have His love. We have His promises. We have His Word. We have all these things that God has given us to get us to the very end. But a question's asked. Who is this that cometh up from the wilderness leaning upon her beloved? There's two walking together right here. Her, she's leaning on her beloved. So there's two walking. It's a picture of a bride and a bridegroom. And there's two walking. It says that she's leaning. She's leaning on her beloved. I got thinking. I was thinking about that one morning. I kept thinking, Lord, what's in this? But these words are inspired by the Holy Ghost. It gives us a glimpse of a day that's coming. We have the answer to the question. Who is this that cometh up from the wilderness leaning upon her beloved? Church, we know who she is. She 
She was once a slave to sin. She was once dirty. She was once unclean. She was once, a, she was once one that nobody thought was worth anything. She was, she was somebody here that, 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 was ca- that, that was cast one time, one time afar off. She was way off there. Nothing in that now, but now. She was once somebody nobody wanted, but now she's a bride. That's who she is. How could one was how could one so beat up and so battered all of a sudden leaning on her beloved look and be so beautiful? How how could one that that so uh, that was so uh, uh, so pitiful be so pure? How could one so calloused be so clean? How could one that's so weary and one so wicked be so white? Who is she? The Word of God's asking us. Who is this? Well, church, she's she's the redeemed. She's the one. She's the one that the that the bridegroom came to to die on the cross and give everything he had so that she might get in. Amen. Who is this? Why? Why? It's me and you. It's the sinners that are saved by grace. This is who this is right here. She's the saved all the way from eternity past, all the way to now. She's the ones that accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. We know who she is. There's a question being asked. We know who she is. We also know where she came from. (laughs) The Word of God says, and who is this? And it says that she came up from the wilderness. That's what it says, ain't it? It says, who is this, who is this bride that's come up from the wilderness? Who is, who is this? She's come up. I'm going to tell you the first thing I want you to notice about this. The Word of God is the best, hey, the best commentary on the Word of God is the Word of God. It says that she came up. That means she came up is what it means. You say, well, that's a real spiritual thing to say. Isn't it amazing what God's Word says when we read it? She's come up. She was found in a horrible pit. She was weighed out. She was weighed out in the miry clay. But she's been brought up out of her poverty. And today, guess what she is? I'll tell you who she is. She's rich beyond measure. I tell you, the Father owns a cattle of a thousand hills. She didn't have nothing. She was pitiful. She was pure. She didn't need anything. I'm going to tell you what, she had nothing to offer. But you know what, church? I'm going to tell you what she did. She came up out of that. She's made, hey, she's come out of her past. She's come out of her past. She's come out of her poverty. She's come out of all her failures. But now she's come up out of the wicked world and she's heading toward a new home. That's who she is. She's, she's, leaving, she's leaving these old uh, 
She's leaving these old tabernacles of clay to get a grand and glorified body. She don't look like a. She don't look like once. Hey, she looks nothing like. She looks nothing like she did when he found her. And all heaven's going to step back and say, "Who is this that's come up out of the wilderness?" And guess who it's going to be? It's going to be us. <laughs> Oh, it thrills my heart to know that one day I'm coming up out of this wilderness never to see it again, never to deal with it again, never to worry about it again. I thank God. You know what a lot of people say? I like it here. The older I get, they something so much better on the other side. And sometimes I see a glimpse of it, and there's nothing left here to tie me down because you know what? There's something inside of me. When I see a saint go on, and they say, I'm getting ready to head on over, they something makes me homesick a little bit. And sometimes I want to say, hey, I want to go too. It wouldn't bother me at all. I'd make a motion if Jesus said, if y'all vote on it, we'll go right now. I'd say, I hear a motion. I'd get a second. Boy, we'd raise our hand. We'd get out of this place. I'm going to tell you what. Who is this? Who is this? She's coming up. She's coming out of a wicked world, and she's coming to a brand new home. Not only that, she's come out. She's come up and out of the wilderness. She's been brought out of her natural state to a state of grace and a state of glory. On this day, she's made it. She's made it. One of these days, everything that I've preached and everything is going to end in silence. And I'm going to go up to y'all. We're going, to, we're going to walk through that gate. I'm going to go up to you. I'm going to say, we made it. We made it out. We made it out of the wilderness. We made it up. Who is this? It's coming up out of the wilderness. See, she's made it right here. She's come up, right? She's made it through the wilderness. She's come up from it. She's made it where the roaring lion used to go to and fro, seeking whom he made a fire. You know what? She's made it. She'll not worry about the devil no more. She'll not worry about an enemy no more. She'll never have to go and take a daddy up there, put him in the ground, and say, I'll see you again. You'll never have to bury a husband. You'll never have to bury a wife. You'll never have to bury a son. You'll never have to marry a daughter. You know why? Because she's made it out of the wilderness, and we ain't going back to the wilderness because he's taking care of it all. That old lying devil bothered me ever since I was born, ever since far as I can go back. Every day something happens. He bothered me all day today. I want to say, who do you think you are? What do you think you are? I'll tell you who I am. I'm a child of the living king. And it's the one. I'm the one that's coming out. Everybody else is coming out. I'm coming out. <laughs> I don't know where that come from. She's made it. 
We're going to shout the house down. Won't have to have things. I've had some. I've had some crazy stuff and really terrible stuff happen past you. I remember one time, a grandmother brought a thirteen-year-old granddaughter in there. I just had led her to the Lord not long ago, and she'd just been raped. Won't know what she ought to do. I'm getting ready to preach on Sunday morning. I'm tell you what, church. I'm going to a place. I wanted to kill her in my flesh. That's real life stuff right there. Ain't got to deal with no more sex abuse. I ain't got to sit there and talk to a mom and daddy's getting ready to split up and a little two-year-old crawling around on the floor. I tell you what, when I get out of this place, I ain't looking back. I ain't going to miss any of that. And I'm going to tell you what. If I'm going to preach, and if I'm going to pray... If I'm going to shout, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be easy to shout on the other side. But oh, if we can shout here. Oh, there it's going to be easy. But you know what? It makes the devil mad when you can shout before you get there. <laughs> it, it makes him really mad when you say, hey, I'm a God, it ain't a thing you do about it. You say, you try, listen, he's going to fight us anyway. Might as well give him something to fight, right? He can't touch me. He's tried. He's done all kinds of things. But I'm going to tell you what, when I come up out of the wilderness, it's over for him. See, she's made it. What we come out of? No more sorrow. No more sickness. No more burdens. You won't, you won't hear those names cried out last night. That burden that's on your heart so You say, I just want to get them in. I pray to God that they'll all get in. There won't be no prayer meetings in heaven. We don't have to pray no more, boys. I'm going to tell you what. All, we, all, all that praying's done. If you're going to pray, you better pray now. Ain't going to be nothing but praising when we get over there. <laughs> I want you to think just a minute what you're going to get out of. I'm always preaching about what I'm getting ready to get into. But I need to take the time to praise him what one day I'm going to get out of. <laughs> All them battles you fought. All them nights. I've laid awake at night. All them nights you couldn't sleep. All that's in the past. Them burning, you didn't know where your kid was. All that's in the past. The hardest thing you've ever went through in your life, it's all in the past. The thing that tore your heart out and you said, I don't know if I'll make it through the night. All that's in the past. She's come out of the wilderness. Oh, boy, I tell you. It'd be all right to go on right now, I'm telling you. We just wouldn't even miss a gear. We'd just hit the next one and go. But you know what, church? If we went down through this journey, through this wilderness, I thank God for the Red Seas. 
in my life when there wasn't no way out unless God got me out of it. I thank God when I needed to get across the yard. I'm glad I walked, through, I walked through on dry land. I thank God when I was thirsty, there's, rock come, there's water come out of the rock. And I thank God for the man he's given me every day. When I got hungry and when I thirsted and hungered after him, he's been faithful to keep me, to put a hedge around me, to keep me, to keep my family, to keep our churches. I tell you, he's been a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. He's been a whole lot of good things to me. But you know what? I'm going to see him face to face. And one of these days when I get there, I'm going to have to thank him for the songs in the night when there was nobody else to help me and the Holy Ghost came up, put his hand upon me and said, it'll be all right and got me through to the next day. I got something to thank him for. I ain't no, I ain't bored. He said, I just don't know. I'm just, I'm just so, I'm just so, listen, if you're saved, you got something to shout it out about. Now, if I was lost tonight, I'd be the most miserable person in this place. Oh, I tell you, all my needs have been supplied. We're getting out of this wilderness. But here's where I want to get to. I'm, I'm getting where I'm going. This is what I like. This is what we've got to have to do. How'd she get that? <laughs> this is my favorite part. How did how did she get there? How how did how did she come up and make it out of the wilderness? She was leaning on her. I'm full tonight. I'm. She was leaning on her beloved. That'll preach. <laughs> you know, you know how you've made it this far. It ain't because you're smart. It ain't because you're good. It ain't because we've deserved it. It ain't because that we have great wisdom or great intellect or we know how to go or we know the talk or we know this, we know that, we know this song, we know that song. We, we, see, to, get where, to get where she's getting out of from where she was at, she's leaned on her beloved. To lean is to uh, throw one's weight from oneself onto somebody else. That's what, the, that's what the definition is. To throw one's weight from oneself onto another. It actually means to cast oneself onto somebody else. The first, the first time I ever leaned on my beloved, I was nine years old. And I cast... All my sin. And I leaned on him and said, i got to lean on you. I can't do it anymore. And he took it from me. That's, that's, where I learned, that's where I learned to lean on my beloved. Since that time, 
I've leaned on him to get me straightened out. I've leaned for him to get me back from a far country. I've leaned on him to love me when I smelled like a like swine and a pig. And I've leaned on him in hospital rooms. I've leaned on him in surgeries. I've leaned on him through everything. I've leaned on him on every message I've ever preached, every time I've ever prayed. I've leaned on him to get me where I am tonight, and I'll be leaning on him till he gets me home tomorrow. That's what I've... See, to lean on him, you cast... Listen, you've cast all your sorrow on him ever since you've been saved. I've never, I've never carried one burden by myself. You know why? He's my beloved. <laughs> she's been cast. She's been casting all her cares on her beloved. And only, only the Lord knows how many times it's the only reason that we've been able to hold up. There's been times, church. I've leaned on him and I've held on. And I tell you what, if he hadn't held on to me, I don't know what would have happened to me. Oh, I'm going to tell you something tonight. She's leaned on her beloved because he's never left her side. Remember, we left him. I left him anyway. He had never left me. You can't lean on a staff unless it's in your hand, right? You can't, lean on, you can't lean on a wall unless you're up against that wall. We've been able to lean on our beloved because he's so close. We don't realize. I'm telling you what, I am. He's in me. I'm in him. I've never been by myself. I'm never alone. We need to realize that. We need to realize, we need to realize that He is with us every step of the way. We're never, when you feel like you're alone, you're never alone. You just get up, lean on your beloved because your beloved's right there beside of you. Hey, I'm one breath from seeing Him face to face. I'm one heartbeat from looking into the Lamb of God that saved, that, that, that died so that I might be saved. They said, I want to go, I want to go out in the rapture. I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna be raptured either way. Uh, either in a moment with a twinkling of an eye or last breath, it don't matter. Either way, I'm there. Hey, anyway, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. Whenever that happens, people say, well, I'd rather go through the rapture. It doesn't matter. Listen, you know you know our problem is the only thing I'm worried about. I'm, go, I'm going to get up the steps, and I'm going to get in the door. It's just how I'm going to get across the porch, right? It's, just, it's the porch is the only thing that's got me baffled. Listen, lean on the beloved. Lean on your beloved. You can't lean on your preacher. You can't lean on your deacons. You can't lean on your Sunday school teacher. They will let you down. I will let you down. Everybody else will let you down because we're not perfect and we're not in there. We have none of that. But if you will learn not to lean on somebody else and lean on your beloved, you'll never be alone and you'll always have somebody to lean on. People say, better call the preacher. I'm praying. That's good. You need to. 
And I'm going to tell you what, my, my wife found out she had cancer and we was going through chemo, we weren't going to have any children. My preacher came by, a great man of God. He'd pray with me and I'd sit there and then he'd leave. You know what I'd do? She'd go to sleep and I'd go over and I'd see it. Hours. You know what I learned? A man can get you so far, but my beloved can get me all the way. See, hey, hey, people say, call, hey, listen, you learn, if you will lean to learn, hey, you know what, there'll be burns in your life, there'll be problems in your life, there's nobody else can know about it, nobody else you can tell about it, you can tell it to the beloved, because he's already and always there. These things I don't have, I don't, I've got a lot of preacher friends, I've got tons of preacher friends, I'm thankful. These things I've had to deal with, I ain't told one of them. I tell them I got a special object. I'm tore up. Pray for me. Ain't nobody can help me. So I'm going to tell you this. My beloved's come through for me every time. He's never let me down. He's never, he's never, you know what? In the middle of the night when everybody else is gone, your beloved will be right there beside of you. You lean on your beloved. If this church will lean on its beloved, God is going to bless this church in such a way, but it won't be because of people. It won't be because of anybody else. It'll be because you lean on the beloved. That's the only way. I tell you what, you be who you are. And let my mighty Savior be who he is, and you watch what God can do. She's leaning on her beloved because she's learned about her beloved. There is some great blessings of getting older. Everybody's like, Ron, what is that? (laughs) I've walked long enough with him now. There's been times I almost could feel his breath. There's been times I didn't know what. You say, you're really crazy. No. He, he, let, me, let me tell you something. He's real. And he can give you a sense of peace in a storm like you've never felt. You know what? Getting, getting older is a blessing. Because you know what I can do tonight? I ain't no 30-year-old preacher anymore. I ain't no 28-year-old preacher anymore. Now I get to preach because what I've been read and what I've been shown, he's proven himself to me. I'm going to tell you something. I can't say this about anybody else. He has never let me down. He has never broke one promise to me. See, we can lean on our beloved because we've learned about our beloved. You know, she learned right here who this is coming up from the wilderness, leaning on upon her beloved. She learned praying. She learned praying was better when she was leaning. You'll pray better if you'll lean harder. She learned praying was better when she was leaning. She she learned she learned praising. She learned praising was better when she was leaning. She learned worshiping was better when she's leaning. 
Some has learned that preaching is easier and preaching's a lot better when you're not preaching out of yourself and you're leaning on your beloved. It's so much better when he's the one doing it and nobody else is because I've done it both ways. I've tried to preach it out of the flesh and you know what it is? It's terrible. And nothing gets done with it. But oh, I tell you what, when you can lean on your beloved... And you know what? You've experienced what he's like. And you know what is Everything. Singing's better when you're leaning. Teaching's better when you're leaning. Coming to God's house is better when you're leaning. You're a better daddy when you're leaning. You're a better mama when you're leaning. You're a better husband when you're leaning. You're a better wife when you're leaning. Every time, everything we do, you're better witnessing when you're leaning. Everything else we do will be in the flesh. Everything else I do when I'm not leaning will burn up one day, and only things that will last is when I was leaning on him. <laughs> Many have learned. I've got some older people at the church. Man, they're blessings. I got a lady, I got a lady, I'll tell you, I, I, I like my daughters, they, they sit right next to her, not near, I want her right in front of her. Boy, I tell you what, from the time I was little, she had a son who was about 18 years old, 19 years old, man, I looked up to him in the church. I never knew I'd be her pastor. Looked up to him. Wanted to be just like him, man, he had the best looking girlfriend. I was like, man, look up to him. Drove a big four-wheel drive Jeep. I was like, son, played basketball over there. Man, I like this guy. If he's anything I wanted to be, man, that was him. And one Sunday morning, my mom came in. And I heard her in there. I was getting ready to go to church. I was about 12. She was 19. I heard her cry. She goes, I'm going to have to go tell him. She came walking down the hall, and she told me that Chris, they'd found him, and he broke his neck in, in a, in a uh, in, in that, and flipped that Jeep, and he'd killed him. I remember sitting on my bed. First time I'd ever experienced that. My mom and dad said, we need to go by their house. And I pitched a fit. No, you're going. I said, I ain't going. Finally, they talked. I said, I'll go, but I'm going to sit in the car in the driveway. It's amazing what you can remember when you see something, when you see people look that look like Jesus. I wouldn't go in. They went in. About that time, I saw that woman walking down them steps that had just lost her son. She came out there and put her arm around me, told me to get out, and I started crying. She put her arm around me. She said, I want to come out here and make sure that you're okay. You know what? She was leaning on her beloved. There wasn't nobody else to lean on. Two or three days later, funeral. Comes walking in. She said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And she's been leaning now for about 50 years. I need somebody to pray for me. Guess who I go to?
God's given me more than her. See, when you realize that the only person you've ever got is to lean on is him, he will show up and show out, and you'll never, you won't know how you made it. But guess what you'll realize? <laughs> you didn't. You just leaned. <laughs> See, many's learned it's better to lean than worry. It's a whole lot better to lean than fret. It's better, it's, a better, it's better to lean than not have to do all these other things that we have to do. It's better to, it's better to lean than to fear. It's, it's, better, it's better to lean than, than, than any medication I've ever had. It's better to lean than people's trying alcohol and, and all this stuff. Listen, it's better to lean on him than it is to do anything else. I'm going to give you just a... I mean, y'all could probably give me advice. I, it's better to lean on this than it is for you to watch the news. It's, it's, better to, it's better to look into his face than have to look on Facebook. I don't have none of that. I, I, I know enough about people I could bribe everybody in the county over there. I'd make a million dollars. Write me a book. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, not, I'm just kidding. Anyway. It's, it's better to look at this paper than it is a newspaper. You say, all it does is depress me. Well, if your head's made out of butter, don't sit near the stove. Why would I want to go get depressed? You say, well, I'm going to turn on Fox. I'm going to turn on CNN. I'm just going to see if I can get, just get so depressed, that get mo as much depressed as I can before I go to, before I go to bed tonight. Why would you do? Why would I? Why would I want to do that? What am I going to do? Change things? You say, what if a missile start coming? If they start coming, maybe the first one will land on my house. Because I don't want to live through it. I'd rather be over there. <laughs> Lean. She leaned on her beloved because she found out she had to. You know one of the best days will ever be in your life? When you realize, when you realize that you have to lean on him. That's one of the best days other than when you got saved. That'll be one of the best days you ever, that you know what, you can't figure it out. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to go. All you can do is just say, Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to have to lean on you. That'll be one of the best days that me and you ever experience in our life when we realize that he's got it and we don't have to have it. You know he's capable of doing everything. Oh, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. Don't, don't get too tore up. All your problems can be solved in one second. I go out here, I ain't got another problem left. All, your, all the things that we're tore up about, one trumpet sound, it's all done. See? She leaned, on her, she leaned on him because she was weak in herself. She leaned on her beloved because he was her only hope. She leaned on him as her high priest. She leaned on him as her mediator. She leaned on him as her redeemer. 
She leaned on him as her sustainer. She leaned on him as her comforter. She leaned on her for the storehouses. She leaned on him for grace, leaned on him for mercy, leaned on him for forgiveness, leaned on him to show show the Scripture, to reveal the Scripture to him. She's leaned on him for everything because he was the only hope she had. See, everything we have, we lean on him for every food, everything we get. We've leaned on him. She leaned on him for guidance. She leaned on his blood for justification. She leaned on her beloved because her beloved was faithful to the end. If we ever realize, if we ever realize how rich we are, if, we, if, we, if it ever were to come to our mind just everything that we truly have, look what's coming. You say, oh, it's going to get bad. No, my best days are ahead. They say, our best days are behind us. Not, not to a saved person. My best days are ahead. You know what? My best days will go throughout eternity. I, I, I'm looking forward to the future. So who is this? Why, it's Stephen. It's Paul. It's Timothy. It's Peter. It's John. It's Mary Magdalene. It's the woman, it's the woman who, who, uh, who cried and, and, and took her hair and wiped his feet. That, that's who this is that's, that's coming out of the wilderness leaning on her beloved. See, it's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's a thief on the cross. It's people like me and you. It's those that's been put in my past, them old preachers that would just about break that pulpit right there in half. But, oh, they preached to me the gospel. You know who it is? When we get over there, we're going to say, who is that? Who is that that's leaning on their beloved? Who is that that's come out of the wilderness? And I'm going to say, that's my preacher that was preaching when I got saved. Look at him. Is that my Sunday school teacher that sits there? I had a Sunday school teacher. And she'd sit there and whiz little. Got to be her pastor. God's been so good to me. She'd sit there and sometimes she'd start telling us about Jesus and she'd start praying over us. And she'd start crying in there. And I was sitting there going, I wonder if I'll ever have what she has. You know who it is? That's, that she's leaning on her blood. That's who it is. All those people, hey, that mom and daddy and those people that, that taught you and, and preached to you and, and, and witnessed to you, that's who it is. Church, listen, we're somebody going somewhere. Don't get beat down. Don't get tore down. Lean on your beloved because I promise you we're going to make it. One day, one day I leaned on my beloved to get me through the door. One day I'll come up out of the wilderness leaning on my beloved. And he's going to take me into the gate. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave everything behind. The devil ain't going to say, you remember that time 35 years ago? What if people knew that? All that will be gone. You remember them times? Hey, one of these days we're going to look at, you know what we'll do? We're 
we're going to talk when we get over. Don't say, you know, we talked about that big battle and that storm you was going through. Look how, look how, look how, look how the sun's shining now. I'm telling you what, if you're saved tonight, you've got, you've got something. This world would give millions to have what you have, and all they got to do is accept it. There may be somebody right here. You're still leaning on yourself. You say, I'll get it figured out. You'll never get it figured out. I'll get straightened out. Jesus can straighten it out. What are you leaning on? There may be somebody here. I don't know you. There may be somebody here. You're on the verge of divorce. You're on the verge of separating. There may be somebody here. You've been doing things and you've been behind. And you know what? You're saying, I'm leaning on myself. I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to be able to make it. That's what I thought too. The only one to get you out of anything is leaning on your beloved. If you're lost tonight, let me, let me say this. The Holy Ghost has dealt this whole week. There's times and there's seasons of life. Sometimes they come back around, sometimes they don't. If I was lost, I would not go through these five nights and walk out of this. I would not carry my burdens in here and then carry them back out. I'd cast them. Give them to the beloved. Give them to the Lord. Lean on him. I promise you, he can, he can take care of all. Hey, he can take care of all of us. We can all lean on him.